I wouldn't be surprised if the US is fairly strong in the next two to three years and then even stronger mm-hmm. as time goes on if, if the right things are done. What's up guys, welcome back to Life in the Pitch, Season 2, Episode 2. On this week we interview Marty Kane. Marty Kane is a former New Zealand first class cricketer and is currently the head coach and founder of MK Cricket in San Diego, USA. On this episode, Marty and I have a great discussion about his cricketing background, why he decided to become a coach, his overview on USA cricket, and how mental health affects our game. So let's roll it forward to the first question. So how did you start your cricket career? Um, yeah, obviously, um, back in New Zealand, I grew up, um, I played a lot of tennis, actually, and cricket. Um, so mm-hmm. just as a young youngster, my parents, fortunately enough, threw me into a lot of sport with um, no pressure or anything like that, but um, just encouraged me to play sport. And basically, I'm a sports fanatic and uh, still am. So um, I spend all my days watching, playing um sport especially cricket obviously um so a lot of a lot of time spent playing with friends and on my own actually um if I wasn't playing a match or something I'd be spent in the backyard throwing golf ball against the wall hitting it with a stump or in the garage um always breaking stuff and making a racket in that but yeah it started from a young age in New Zealand um and I think fortunately played a lot of sport which helped um develop the um hand-eye and um, all those things that, that come with playing sports. So from a young age, I was playing golf, basketball, tennis, cricket, yeah. um, and many others. So that certainly helped. Um, and I continued that through to about probably 13 or 14 and then became a bit more specialised with cricket. Um, but, yeah, I was always a huge trainer, so I was very self-disciplined mm-hmm. and would go to bed um, pretty early and then get up and train very early in the morning. Um, actually mm-hmm. throughout my age, I was called uh, granddad cause I'd go to bed so early, but it was mainly just cause I was, uh, so, so focused on, um, being a better mm-hmm. cricketer and obviously I really enjoyed it. So it made it very easy to, to be passionate and enjoy that. So yeah, I just mm-hmm. played up, grew up playing a lot of cricket on my own and, and with teams and moved to a boarding school in Christchurch when I was about 15 um, just to further my cricketing opportunities in a slightly bigger city. Um, and again, just mm-hmm. played there and got exposed to some really good coaches and stuff um, and just keep playing and playing and playing. Um, but yeah, it's mainly had to put in a bit of extra work than some others because um, skill level wasn't quite as high as uh, many cricketers out there. So um, was always a big mm-hmm. worker. Mm-hmm. So how was the switch from playing in New Zealand and go to America and playing cricket? How was that entire switch? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very different one, actually. Um, so the first year I got here, I, I spent a year sort of just away from cricket. I was a little bit burnt out having played um, back-to-back seasons in the UK and then in New Zealand. So took a year out, which was probably the best thing that, that I'd done because um, really freshened me up mentally. And then I started doing a little bit of coaching um, mm-hmm. with some local guys. And um, that experience was really good, actually. I think 
because a lot of these guys haven't had exposure to coaching, um, they're very, very um, open to learning and absorb that information and very enthusiastic. Um, so that mm-hmm. inspired me to do more and more and more. And then eventually it's got so busy that I can't even keep up with the amount of coaching that people want. Um, and then that triggered me to start playing a little bit as well. Um, so I've been trying to play as much as possible lately, um, trying to work my way as far up as I can and hopefully represent the US, which I'm eligible for now. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I've just got to put in some good performances and stuff. But the structure here is improving significantly. Um, mm-hmm. With facilities, there's more um, grass pitches being made. Um, there's more tournaments where you can um, go and play against good, good cricketers and a, a good structure. So they're working on the minor league and major league system at the moment and also the mm-hmm. zonal um, zonals, uh, which will provide opportunity for, for cricketers to to show their skills against the best players. So I think that's really important. Being such a large country, it's not always easy to see mm-hmm. who are the best cricketers. Um, so that's going to provide a great platform for for people um, in different cities around the US to, to show their skills. So it's certainly moving very aggressively in the right way, in my opinion. Um, with mm-hmm. some large investment from um, some good investors. So I think that's fantastic. I think um, the biggest biggest um, concern is the coaching and the resources. So if we can continue to improve the coaching out here and the resources, then there's no reason why this country is not going to be very good at cricket because from what I've seen, there's a boatload of cricketers that are very good, um, just don't quite have that structure and coaching that, can take them to the next level. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the US is fairly strong in the next two to three years and then even stronger mm-hmm. as time goes on if, if the right things are done. Mm-hmm. And following up from that, where do you think, like where do you see USA cricket in the next, say, five years? Where do you see the structure being? Where do you see where they rank in ICC rankings and stuff? Yeah, I, I'm pretty optimistic, to be honest, um, from what I've seen. Um, touch wood Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously a lot of players have been brought in from overseas Um, it's now Mm -hmm. becoming a very attractive market for players to enter Um, obviously a Mm -hmm. lot of people like to like the idea of living in the US and if cricket becomes something of somewhat professional then it's an extremely desirable place for people Um, so Mm -hmm. my, my forecast would be that minor league's going to um, find its way. COVID's probably s- slowed things a year. Um, we lost sort of a year there of progress, um, but that's no problem. Um, so mm-hmm. I would say in the next five years, um, I would see the US being one of the more dominant um, sort of second tier nations along with like your islands and stuff like that. Um, and I, and mm-hmm. I hope to see them not losing to teams that I would have thought they could beat. Um, because they're going to have a lot of good cricketers. Um, so I think if they can improve the culture and then the co- coaching and start bringing some of the young mm-hmm. Americans through as well, um, they should be fairly, fairly strong in that slight, that second tier against your islands, Scotland's um, UAE, and mm-hmm. they should really start to, to push those teams around. Um, and then if the major league structures going really well, which I think it will, I believe that 2020 competition will attract some very heavy hitting 
um, players from around the world, mm. which will make it a pretty desirable league to get involved in, um, which mm-hmm. may be on the lines of something like a CPL or something like that and is what I suspect will happen over a few years. Mm-hmm. And then on the topic of coaching, so you're a coach and a player at the same time. How is both, how do you manage both of that? How is that journey? Yeah, actually, it's something I love to do. Um, obviously, when I played in the UK, I did a lot of it, um, player coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so for me, I, I, it's, I just enjoy it. Um, I don't have too many issues with it. Um, pretty familiar with how to prepare myself personally to bowl and bat for games mm-hmm. now. Um, so I'll get that taken care of. I make sure, obviously, my personal skills are taken care of. And then the coaching, um, it's just something I love doing. Um, really heavy emphasis on culture and um, discipline and stuff like that. So that's just something I like to do. Um, captain and coaching, playing, sometimes I'm doing it all. But um, from my perspective, it's 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 not too bad. It's something I've done a lot of before. Um, so mm. I had no, no qualms doing that at all. Um, and normally I'm picking picking guys that are well-disciplined and, and stuff like that. So, therefore, my job's not too difficult. Uh, run run the warm-ups, give people their roles, um, get, fill them with confidence, um, and then just let them go out there and play. Um, it's it's really not too difficult. So, it's it's something mm-hmm. I love doing and um, not not too much of a hassle. Obviously, there's, there's times when perhaps my form's not quite where I want it to be. Um, and that makes it a little mm. bit more difficult. But as long as I'm getting my preparation done, then it's it's not really too much of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And why do you become a coach? Like I, I, like I play cricket. I see myself in the future becoming a coach because I want to stay in the game. What was your reason behind becoming a coach? Yeah, I guess um, being I'm a bit of a cricket tragic, so um, it's hard mm-hmm. for me to stay away from the game. Um, and I, I really love people. Um, so I spend my time just trying to make sure people first are really enjoying their cricket and having fun. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I just love to pass on, pass on the skills that I've learned. Um, because mm-hmm. some of the stuff I learned took me so long to learn that I would much rather these people learn it a lot quicker than I learned it, especially the mental aspect mm-hmm. of the game. Um, and the anxiety or the stresses that come with it, I want them to be able to deal with mm-hmm. it much more than I did because I know how difficult cricket can be. Um, so passing that on to people quicker mm-hmm. and letting them not have to suffer as much is what I like to do. Um, so, yeah, just just loving cricket and, and loving people um, is probably the most mm-hmm. most thing that I, that I enjoy and why I got into it. And then you say you're very self-disciplined, your game, like you always know how to handle yourself. So I struggle with that. I think many other cricketers as well, the self-discipline aspect, many people struggle with that. So how did you motivate yourself and say you get out for a duck in a match or you get hit for six sixes, how would you come back? How would you motivate yourself to the next day and get on the pitch and actually bowl or bat well? Yeah, sure. I think um, <clears throat> the first thing you've got to do there is um, because you've got to analyze did I even make a mistake or anything like that? Like, cause you can get out for a duck, mm-hmm. good ball. And if it's a good ball, you need to have the ability to just say, okay, there's no need to even review that. Um, or if you get mm-hmm. hit for six sixes, where were those balls bowled? Did I execute where I wanted? Um, so you need to look at that. Was it, 
a tactical error? Was it my action was off a little bit? Was that batter just batting really well on the day? Because if it was the mm. latter there, then you just need to be able to move on because you might bowl those same six balls we saw in a 2020. The guy did exactly that. Um, mm-hmm. You might bowl those same six balls tomorrow and get two for three off the over or something. Um, so mm-hmm. if, it's that's obviously the toughest challenge with cricket is being able to bounce back. Um, but the more the more I played, the more I learned that some days it happens and some days it doesn't. And, and it doesn't matter how well you do it because so, so much is out of your control. I think as a bowler, just making sure you let the best ball go is the most important thing. And you have a straight up plan so your mm-hmm. mind's nice and clear. Let that ball go. Mm-hmm. And then once it's out of your hand, really it's out of your control because the batter could do anything with it. They could play it poorly. They could play mm-hmm. it well. They might play it okay. So I think just having simple processes that allow you just to repeat one ball at a time brings the simplicity mm-hmm. back to it. If you take care of those things, typically figures and stuff like that work themselves over time. Some days it works, some days it doesn't. And then with batting, mm-hmm. the same thing. You could be in phenomenal, feeling phenomenally well and get out for ducks. Um, so it's a case of just keeping it simple, keeping your mind clear and having repeatable processes in place. So whatever that might be, watching mm-hmm. the ball, playing straight, and then just trusting. Um, you've just got to trust and just know that crickets are, can be a bit of a ro- roller coaster. So that's a roller coaster you want to avoid staying on and keeping your mindset pretty flat. So when you get 100, mm-hmm. okay, a little bit happy, but I'm not going to get carried away. Get a duck, mm-hmm. a little bit disappointed, but I'm not going to get carried away. And just giving yourself mm-hmm. a little bit of feedback so you can review that. Um, and obviously having a coach helps a lot to you can go and talk to them and your mm-hmm. coach might say, hey, get over it, just turn up tomorrow. Or the coach might say, hey, how, what was that decision? Why, why are you trying to do that? Or maybe some technical stuff there. Look, your head's falling over a little bit. Let's, let's just make sure you're looking to hit down the ground tomorrow or something along those lines um, can speed up the player's mind a little bit because it mm-hmm. can go to funny places, the mind. Um, you get out for a duck and all of a sudden you don't think you can hit a ball and you think about it all day and by the time you turn up the next day you're so tired that you can't even concentrate yeah and then as a coach i want to ask you a few tips for people so say what would you say for a opening batsman to struggle who struggles playing the swinging ball what sort of advice would you give to him or her yeah i think um i think you've you've got to play extremely late um the tendency that what a lot of people do when the ball's moving around is want to feel for that ball um if you can delay your your footwork um your bat and stuff like that that allows the ball to move and you're and you're making nice late movements when you actually know the line of the ball a lot of guys will move Mm -hmm. too early say for an in-swinger they plant that foot bring an lbw into play or if it's swinging out they plant that foot moves away and then they're just feeling for the ball so delaying the movements and just trusting letting that ball come is a good option um then on a tricky wicket say it's moving around a little bit having some options of Mm -hmm. hey maybe i'll walk down against this bowler and take that out of play and try put that bowler under a little bit of pressure and then maybe drop short get a pull shot so practicing it specifically is important obviously um Mm -hmm. for an in-swinging ball your balance is going to need to be really good 
keeping your head nice and level, looking to hit down the ground rather than through the lead side. And then again, with the ball moving away, we need to know where our off stump is so we're not fiddling around too much out there if it's in that good channel. Um, but I'm always a fan mm-hmm. of making sure we're putting the bowler under a little bit of pressure um, because if you don't, they seem to settle on a really nice length and then it becomes very difficult. So, um, yeah, I think playing playing late would probably be the most valuable tip I could give to playing against swing and especially not planting that front foot too early. Mm-hmm. And we spoke about mental health and anxiety and stuff like that earlier on. What sort of advice would you give? We went through a global pandemic. We were away from our game for months on end. What sort of advice would you give to cricketers around the world about how do you get back from that? How do you deal with anxiety? How do you deal with stress around the game? Yeah, I think 100% it's most important to speak to people. Um, it's been my goal to to chat to as many people as possible um, during this period. and Because um, I know everyone, well, a lot of people love cricket. So mm-hmm. why not let's talk about cricket? And even the guys that I coach around here, Give me a call, guys, if you if you're struggling or whatever. Just just get in touch and let's talk cricket. Um, I think it's all about chatting because what we don't understand is so many people suffer from mental issues, um, and we think it's just ourselves. Um, whereas ninety nine percent of people they have their own personal battles. Um, however big or small you think it is on a scale everyone's everyone's got their little little issues going on in their head our brains are complicated things so often just talking with people and and letting it off your chest and hearing what's going on in their life I think is extremely Mm -hmm. valuable um so you you got to talk it's I know it's not easy um but you've got to chat with guys and just let people know what your issues are and sometimes just speaking them out it, it helps um and connect with your cricket buddies ring up and talk about there's a bit of cricket to talk about these days which is which is wonderful Mm -hmm. so um i would suggest those things and certainly working out in some capacity whether that's a 20 minute workout in your in your house or in your garage or whatever it is um in my opinion that physical exercise does a world world of good for you Mm -hmm. and then what's your future cricket plan where do you see yourself going in the next couple of years yeah, so I um, I certainly love to play for the US. Um, so that that would be my goal. Um, I'd love to do a lot more coaching in the US over the next few years, which is probably going to mm-hmm. happen regardless. Um, I would love to coach the US down the line after playing, and I'd love to get involved um, in the first class scene coaching and also on the IPL in the future. So. Um, it's for me it's just to continue coaching building that experience um, and also just making sure I'm doing all the relevant qualifications just to make sure they're on the resume and stuff like that so um, just coaching as high as I can um, taking opportunities where I can and just trying to make people's lives better in a way um, fill them with some passion and fill them with some happiness and um, it's not necessarily about turning cricketers into some incredible cricketer but just making them happy um and something to aspire to whether that's at club cricket international cricket first class cricket just giving them something Mm -hmm. to jump out of bed bed for Mm -hmm. and then so in this show we have a quick rapid fire round ask you like 10 questions and just quick answers um so if you weren't playing cricket what would you do 
surfing. Surfing. Okay. What's the first century or wicket you remember you taking? Oh. <laughs> first wicket. Mm -hmm. Or first century, or, or or like one of the biggest milestones you had, like the earliest one you had at least. Uh, I think probably taking. Oh, jeez. Memory is shocking. I don't look back too much. <laughs> um, probably as a youngster getting eight for 10. Um, I think it was against mm -hmm. Marlborough, who were our local rivals. Um, so it was probably, mm -hmm. I, I would say, eight or something like that. But that's probably that comes to my mm -hmm. mind. Eight for 10 when I was bowling. Mm -hmm. And then if there's one international cricketer who you want to bowl to or bat to, who would it be? I think it would be it would obviously be nice to have a go at Coley. <laughs> Pretty mm -hmm. tricky. So I think that <laughs> would be fun. Mm -hmm. And then who do you hate facing the nets out of your local teams or back home or wherever? Yeah, I mean it was never too pleasant to face Adam Milne um when mm -hmm. he was going at full speed. So prob probably Milne. Mm-hmm. And then what's your most memorable moment on the field? What's the one that stands out in your entire career? Yeah, I think probably um, the first 50-over contest, we, uh, the final we won for the Central Stags when mm -hmm. um, we were chasing about 250. Uh, we were about 190 for eight. Um, and basically, everyone had given up on us and we needed about 12 and over. And I was batting with Michael mm -hmm. Mason, whose highest score was 20 at the time. Um, mm. And he ended up getting, it was like his last game of his career as well. And he got 40 odd and we got, we got through mm. there. Um, so that was a pretty cool game um, when everyone had just mm. about given up on us. That was against Auckland. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking a few, would you rather questions? Um, so would you rather score a century every few matches or have an average of 50 throughout the entire season? Century. Century. Okay. Would you rather field in the in, inner circle or out in the boundary? Inner. Inner. Okay. Would you would you want to bat with your other hand or bowl with your other hand? Oh, bat. <laughs> bat. Okay. Would you rather play T20 cricket or test cricket? Uh, probably test cricket, but I'm not as good at it. Mm -hmm. Would you rather pick up a Pfeiffer every four matches or two or three wickets every other match? Two or three. Okay. Would you rather have a low economy but take low low wickets as well or have a higher economy and higher wickets? Eco low economy. economy. Okay. I think that's the end of the would you rather questions I have. Um, what is one advice you give to any cricketer around the world just to sign off? Yeah, I think um, you got to work hard, but there's a balance between passion and going too far. Um, ultimately, mm -hmm. you've really got to enjoy this game of cricket. Um, so don't take your results too personally. Enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. Train as hard as you can. And then just take the trust into the game and nice simplicity. Watch the ball when you're batting, when you're bowling, clear mm -hmm. plans. So just enjoy the game and trust that the results will come your way. Don't don't go mm -hmm. seeking results. Just enjoy the game and the results will happen. That way you can enjoy it and you can stay off the cricketing roller mm -hmm. coaster. 
Perfect. I think that's all the questions I have currently. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. And hopefully people learn a lot. I mean, I learned a lot from this. Hopefully the guests, the viewers actually learn as well. Pleasure. My pleasure.